again, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of the Rock is George podcast, now streaming on all major podcasting platforms, and you can go direct to rockisgeorge.com or anchor.fm slash rockisgeorge. Like I said, all major platforms, including Overcast, Breaker, Google, Spotify, Apple, before we get started with the episode, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening. I'm seeing the numbers go up week after week. It's great. I love that I can present these new bands to you and during our whiskey breaks present to you some new and interesting whiskeys that I hope you're going out and trying, even if you're a beginner or a longtime whiskey fan like myself. Uh, the Rock is George podcast is rock music. It's whiskey, it's pop culture, it's nostalgia, it's ever-evolving. I have some great interviews coming up, which are going to punch a little more tickets than just rock music and whiskey. Definitely going to get some pop culture and nostalgia in there if uh, everything goes well. I hope that after you listen to a podcast with a particular artist that you're checking out their music on music streaming platforms, or maybe even buying the physical copies of their music. Uh, vinyl, I believe, is making a little bit of a resurgence, at least for collectors, and I buy a lot of vinyl, and a lot of these artists have their uh, record in vinyl. If they don't, and you're looking for it, I would say the more you stream it, the more likely a vinyl is going to come along, because they know that there's interest in it. So in addition to the Rock is George podcast, I have... Uh, a side gig at metalexpressradio.com I do a lot of interviews with heavy metal artists and stuff like that I just got off the phone with Doro Pesh Uh, used to be in Warlock Uh, has a great solo career going on overseas and a bit in the US Uh, Axel Rudy Pell I recently interviewed I interviewed Charlie Hune from Foghat I interviewed Kelly Hansen from Foreigner I know Foreigner not so much heavy metal but it's Foreigner I got heavy metal guys in there. Kelly Hansen was in Hurricane, and the bass player Jeff Pilsen was in Docket, so it was close enough. But I started the Rock is George podcast to kind of cover those artists that didn't really fit the Metal Express radio uh, format. Not so much heavy metal, sort of like all the other genres. That's why if you listen to Polychuck, probably that was in episode 11, you heard music that wasn't even close to metal. It was a unique blend of a bunch of different things. So beyond that, let's get into episode 12. It's an up-and-coming band out of Australia called Hit and Miz. I got to talk to their bubbly and energetic front woman, Mizzy Max, all about their latest EP action, the new album that they're working on, and kind of what's been going on with bands in Australia who seem to have one of the strictest lockdowns going on. So here's Mizzy Max of Hit and Miz. If I knew absolutely nothing about Hit and Miz, how would you describe the band's music to me? From what I've heard from other people, because I don't like really know, like I went for sort of, I went, tried to go for like an 80s sort of vibe, like, um, but then sort of some songs are early 90s, some songs aren't. Um, and there's all sort of different genres all thrown in there, um, but mostly late late 80s, early 90s sort of vibe, I suppose. Is that kind of a sound that you grew to like because 
of your family because you don't look like you were alive in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> no, um, influenced by friends, actually. Uh, my dad listened to Queen, I suppose, and the Ramones was my first favorite song ever. Um, was rock and roll radio, and I'm like, rock and rock and roll radio, let's go. Na, 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 na. Loved it. I would not stop listening to it. And um, that was that was the very first song that I remember liking. So I was like two, and I used to go down to stairs in my dad's garage and be like, Dad, play the rock song, play the rock song. And then after that, there was like child phase. So I went through like Disney and, and whatnot. And then um, then it was 90s because that's when I was growing up. Um, so really pop chick 90s. Then more rock again, then country, then back to rock. And then um, it wasn't until I was like 20 that I found out about actual 80s rock and then I just fell in love with it. I love the scene. I love the people. I love the people that are doing it now. I love the outfits. I love the clothes. I just loved everything about it and then I just ran for it and then I don't think I've fit in anywhere better, to be honest. And um, when I used to do karaoke when I was little, my mum's like, you got to get up there and do that um, Joan Jett song. I love rock and roll. And I was like, but I want to do a Titanic. And she's like, no. Nah. You better have done that rock stuff. You like got a thing going on there. And I'm like, okay, cool. So she got me into rock and shit and then um started getting into that. And then and now this. And plus the guitars and the drums and the bass and everything is just so much more just so much more. Your band formed in two thousand eighteen. Uh how did you guys meet each other and get together? I stole them from um from other bands when I was out. Uh one of them actually Mish, I've been playing with for six years actually because he's he's our guitarist um I was in another band with him but then he left that band um and then I also left that band and then I had talked to him for a while and then I messaged him like dude I'm gonna put a band together um do you want to come and join it and he's like fuck yeah yeah I'll come and be in it um so then so I had him and me and then I got Slide. I can't remember actually where I found Slide or why I think oh wait no there was a there was a guy called Rollo who sadly has passed away now. Um, he found me and then he introduced me to um, his son and his son's best friend was Slidge. So then I asked Slidge and he's a bass player and he also plays guitar. Um, I asked him if he wanted to join the band and then he was like, yeah, cool. He's left the band now. Um, so now we've got a new bass player. Uh, his name is Clinchon. I will get onto that later because I haven't put a post up about him yet. Um, and then Paul was also in another band that I was playing with and it was a different one to Mish and, um, and I just loved his drumming style, didn't particularly like the music in that other band. Um, so then I asked him if he would be in my band as well. And so he did. And then that band kicked him out because he came to play with me. So the Miz <laughs> part of your band name is from your first name, obviously. Uh, how did you come up with the band name Hit and Miz? My mum did. Because <laughs> um, I was with her and she's like, oh, what are you going to call your band? I'm like, I don't know. And then I had a couple of ideas and she's like, Miz, well, you could put your name in it um, if you're going to be the front or whatever. Because I like the whole idea of, you know, there's Lita Ford or whatever. Um, and that's just called Lita Ford. And Joan Jett's just called Joan Jett. But I didn't want it to also be just about me too. So I was like, okay, I don't want it to be that, get that arrogant. I asked the boys, um, and then they were like, hit miss. It sounds like miss something, so we can put miss, use a, you know, what do you call it, a saying? You know, like you hit and miss, and then I was like, hit and miss, hit and miss. And mum's like, hit and miss, and I'm like, nice. Actually, that's totally it. Fuck yeah. So I went to the guys, and I was like, boys, hit and miss. And they're like, fuck yeah. I'm like, good, good on you, mum. Chester gets all the credits for that. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
in February, you released your first EP. It's called Action. Um, you've self-released this this EP. Do you want to talk a little bit about the songs? Uh, specifically, we'll start with Want Me, because you have a video on YouTube for that. So it wasn't actually the favorite, but I had a, I had a plan that didn't really go to fruition. Um, I kind of wanted to do that one first, then I could save the better one later on whatever that one was going to be. Once I put it out, I was going to find out which one that was and then do something with that. But um, things moved pretty quickly. Once we did that one, now we started making an album and now we're doing, we were going to do a video to Insane um, because that one was popular with the chicks. And I was like, okay, because that's not really rock. That's more like now sort of music, I suppose. And then I wanted to do, and then Action became a favourite or actually I think is the favourite of them that I've heard the most, that it was the favorite. Um, and then I didn't end up doing that because I'm like, that would be the most sluttiest film clip. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do without being too much of a slut for something like that. And be like, sex, which would be totally cool. Um, but we are actually redoing it on the album as like more live raw sort of thing. So it's got heaps more punch. It's got heaps more power to it and much more practiced, obviously. Um, so we may do it then. But um, we're going to be releasing a single from the album first, and then we're going to do the album, and then going from there, basically. Want Me just happened to be um, something that, I don't know, I just picked it, and I was like, we'll just do Want Me and be the easiest one to sort of just do, and plus it's an alright song, so. Um, you have rather a cinematic-type video. It seems, you know, pretty big budget. Um, how did the video come to fruition? I was working with... Um, with this other lady called Karen and she organized it. She knew this guy, his name is Alex Nielsen. She messaged him and she's like, I'm pretty sure I could do you a good deal or whatever. And he's really good. And he's just getting into all this. So he'll be able to do a video. I asked him and then, yeah, he was really good. And he had this cool ass, um, what do you call the GoPro things? And then he had it on like, what are those fan things that can fly? I can't remember. A drone? A drone, sorry, yeah, a drone, um, and then he was, like, following the car down the road, and I was like, that is so cool. He had drones, he had his other cameras and stuff, and he had really cool ideas of scenery, like where the truck drives past and the guy's sitting on the side of the road. Like, that's just cool. And then we aren't allowed, like, in Australia, no, we're not allowed to have a guy get in the back of the car and drive away. It's completely illegal. <laughs> but You but, said yeah. that you're, you're going to film a video for Insane. Have you started filming it yet? No, um, we've actually changed our minds. We're going to, and we're doing it on the 14th of august but now we're going to be doing the single instead on the new album um just so we can have a single release so we have more time to sort of complete the album because we realize we're going to need more time before we can release that because we're just putting in all our effort to make sure as well as best as we can because with the ep it was just straight out um quickly record it whatever done and then this one we're like no we're actually going to put as much time as possible into making this as perfect as we can so that we're extremely happy with what we're going to do yeah. Are you going to use all the songs from the EP on your new album, or are you going to just start kind of fresh? Well, there's six. We're using four. Sex, Devil's Gonna Bring You Down, Patronize, and yeah, my God, yeah. So you know, they're, they're different, which is good, but they're the way that I want I want them to sound. Much more rock. I'm, like, excited. <laughs> I can't wait to, like, ah, can't wait to show it. It'd be awesome. Do you have a title in mind for the new album? No, um, no. We were going to call it um, Burn, but that's going to be the single instead. So we're still trying to work out, speak with um, management, trying to work out what we should do, speaking with the guys. And they, well, we have a slogan. My drummer, Shep, he's like, well, why don't we call it Get Your Hits Out? And I'm like, <laughs> love it. 
Um, but that's more like a let's like I want that to sort of be like our slogan, like hit Miz, get your hits out, not not the name of the album. Do you plan on self-releasing the full album, or do you are you going to be shopping it around? Not sure yet. I haven't actually asked about that. I know that I can, so I may not need to. Um, because I like sort of I like being in control and, and doing everything myself, and I reckon that I just can, and that way I have everything in my hands, not through a label or like that. I mean, if a label approached us or whatever, then maybe, but I kind of like, yeah, I just kind of like doing it myself. Rock is George here, interrupting the interview for the Rock is George podcast whiskey break. I felt in honor of Mizzy Max and Hit and Miss being from Australia that I would review an Australian whiskey. I know what you're thinking. Australia has whiskey? I mean, we've known for years that they've had delicious red wines. I mean, I love all the Australian reds. I mean, I can't get enough of it when I'm drinking wine. But there is an Australian whiskey out there. It's called Starward. S-T-A-R-W-A-R-D. They are truly Melbourne born and bred. Uh, the current batch that I have is called Twofold Double Grain. Uh, they have a lot of different styles. If you go to their website, starward.com.au. Uh, this particular batch is really the only one I've seen in the U.S. Uh, it's a wheat and malted barley batch that's aged in an Australian red wine barrel. So, right there, <laughs> it's got my vote because of, the, of their wine. I guess wheat and malted barley are Australia's kind of primary grains, and of course their wines are known throughout the world. So, they describe it as bright aromas of spice vanilla, tropical fruits, and cereals. That would probably have to do with the malted grain. So, let's give this baby a try. Uh, it's very affordable. I'll tell you right now, it's about $40 here in the U.S. I'm looking at the other batches on their website right now, like Nova and Fortis and Solara and Unexpeded. And they, uh, they're kind of expensive. <laughs> Two to three times the price of what I paid for this. So, let's give Starward Twofold a try. So you taste a lot of the oak from the wine barrel uh, right off the bat. There's definitely sweetness probably getting pulled from that wood and the red wines. It doesn't say specifically what kind of red wine, but you kind of get sort of that that fruit note. And, you know, you're getting the cereal and the vanilla notes that they say you're going to get. I mean, normally I think that stuff's bullshit, but uh, I'm definitely getting it here. Uh, it's light on the tongue. It doesn't have very... Thick viscosity. I try not to use too many big reviewer words because you know, I'm just a guy like you guys out there. I just simple. You know, is it good? Is it bad? This is good. It's a good. Uh, I drink it straight up. I wouldn't mix it with anything. Probably gonna use this. You're gonna lose the nuanced flavors. I think if you mix it with something else, maybe not so much an old fashioned, but I mean, your granddad drank those. So, once again, that's Starward Twofold Double Grain. Check it out. It's an Australian whiskey. Affordable. Now, back to Mizzy Max of Hit and Miz. 
from what I understand, Australia has probably some of the most strict lockdown stuff going on. Are you guys able to play live right now? Um, we were until apparently like two hours ago in this state, um, in Queensland we are. Sydney is going absolutely terrible. Two hours ago we just went into lockdown because there was a chick in a school and she got it from absolutely no one has no any idea. She just got it. Um, there's no connections to any of the other COVID cases. And Sydney's just down like underneath us and they are getting like 200 cases a day and now they're bringing in the army to try and keep it under control. And then they did it. And then there was this thing, there was this lockdown protest. Of course, there's a lockdown protest. And um, one of the guys in the lockdown protest got COVID. And so he's going <laughs> with everyone else in the protest. So now everyone in the protest has to go and get um, go and get tested. And I had a, a solo gig, my first one. And like, I'm kind of like, you know what, that's okay, because I was so unprepared. And my personal manager, TJ, he... Um, he, he's like, you're going to do this. I just booked you a three-hour acoustic gig. And I'm like, cool, I know about one song. <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> and I was sort of sitting there playing the guitar this morning. I'm like, I better practice. And I'm like, oh, my God, I am 100% not ready. But that luckily, because that was going to be hilarious. <laughs> but in lockdown, so luckily, not luckily, it's cancelled, basically. So that's okay. Sure. You guys haven't had a chance to play. Have you had a chance to play your songs live from the EP? Yeah. Yeah, we did for a while there. Um, so we did about three or four shows up here. We did one down at the Gold Coast. Um, and then we we're planning on a tour for the end of this year, an Aussie tour for that. But I think that was going to be for the album. Because I'm releasing the album in late October. Not that I said it just yet, but I just did. Sorry. <laughs> Should be around late October. Um, but we're not going to be able to tour now, so... Yeah, it's, it's going to be a bit crappy. So I'm going to get again, I'm a little creative and see what I can do online and kind of push that why I can't do anything else. And maybe I can get the boys together to do some live shows online. Don't know. So when, when the scene was open, is it uh, is the scene where you're from friendly to original material or uh, is it mostly cover bands? We don't – I don't really go out and see cover bands because um, I usually go out and just see the original bands because that's the sort of scene that I'm in. So, you know, you go and see your friends play and whatnot. Um, so I haven't really seen any. Unless you go to, like, a pub and you're out for a Saturday night, then you'll go see a cover band. Like, if you're having a drink and you just want to listen to that, then, yeah, hell yeah. But usually we go and try and, you know, support our friends and whatever and make sure that they're doing good as much as you can. Because cover bands are always going to get a crowd. Like, there's always someone there because they know all the songs are going to do it, so it – support the other guys instead did you have to start out as a cover band initially or did you just pretty much go right into the original stuff uh straight in. um yeah so i knew the people it's just because they're, they're really good up here because they are a lot of bars that do support um local original music so we can well we used to be able to not right now anymore but there's heaps of places around um the valley where you can they only really play original music they might do like a cover band on a friday night or original bands on a Friday night, cover bands on a Saturday night or something like that. So there's plenty of opportunity. Well, there was plenty of opportunity to be able to go out and get some gigs. There's heaps of places that completely support it, which is fantastic. Very artsy. So in keeping an 80s theme that you sort of have in your band, I noticed <laughs> that you play BC Rich guitars, which not a very popular guitar over here, but it is very associated with the 80s. So what type of BC Rich guitars are you playing? I have two. Um, I only play the one, though, because it's, it's light. 
and the other one's heavier. I've got a Warlock and an Avenge, and I'm pretty sure that it's called. They're part of a, a goth collection. They basically look exactly the same. But um, I am really, really – I'm saving up at the moment. I've got, like, I think $300 towards it. I'm going to get the Ibanez. It's, like, pink and black. It's got a handle. I think it's called it um, a, a gem. Is that Steve Vai's model or uh, Satriani's? I think it's Steve Vai's model. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. And it looks, it looks like um, it's, like, fluoro pink and black, and it has the cool handle on it. It's on one of your web pages. I saw it. I, I believe that the one with the handle is Steve Vai uh, Ibanez. I, I need that in my life. Like everything I have is is mostly pink and black. And I'm like, sorry, I put down my VC rich and I'm like, I just, I want it so bad. I'm gonna get one. Now that you're kind of out there and playing music and stuff like that, had have you ever had the opportunity to meet any of your musical heroes? I met Phil Lewis. <laughs> that was cool. And my boyfriend, because he like LA Guns is like his absolute favorite favorite band, and he was just sitting there like shaking and I'm like oi Phil he's like having a count he comes over and and um Stacy's just like I'm like what are you doing he's like uh, 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 hi <laughs> I'm like oh and um, um so I met him which is freaking awesome um I haven't actually met anyone else unfortunately that was as that was as good as it gets I think <laughs> oh wait no of course um oh my god I went on stage with Gene Simmons when he came down here um, I was walking around and I, I, I don't know, I was just in a venue and his manager came up and asked if I wanted to go on stage and sing a song with him. And it was me and two other girls. And <laughs> it was like, wait, what are you doing? Like, what's with your shoes? And he commented on my shoes and I was wearing these like big ass platform, um, with pink and black, like fluoro lines all through them. And he's like, don't you fall over in those shoes? And I'm like, are you shitting me? Like, <laughs> Okay, all right. It wasn't Kiss, but it was the Gene Simmons show, um, and he was there with I can't remember the other guy's name right now. I'm get I get frozen when I try and think of things. Amazing. And that was the coolest thing ever. So yeah, I met him too, I guess. I think the coolest thing ever is that when I asked you if you met your musical heroes, you picked Phil Lewis from L.A. Guns before Gene Simmons. I think that's cool. Yeah, I, I'm not. <laughs> I just happened to be there because someone gave me a free ticket, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I, uh, I haven't really listened to Kiss too much. I, I do like some of their songs. I'm not saying they're bad or anything. My mom always references them when she goes, you know, when Kiss started, they had no crowds. And I'm like, okay, come on. <laughs> she's like, now look how big they are. So never get, you know, she's like, never get turned off because there's no one there to see you. And I'm like, thanks, mom. <laughs> so she's always used that since I was like five. Of, as a reference to everything. Um, so that's Kiss reference in my life. But, yeah, no, LA Guns is much, much better. Who would you say is the biggest Australian music act? As in, like, famous bands or? Well, I'd say probably the most, I'd say probably in the U.S. the most famous musician is probably Taylor Swift. But I'm a little out of the loop. So who, who would be an Australian band that's actually considered? Like the band in Australia. Hit and Miz. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can only think of Rick Springfield. I haven't honestly listened to new stuff for a while, um, unfortunately, so I don't really know who is. But I'm still, I'm just gonna go with ACDC. ACDC, good enough. <laughs> I don't, I don't know all the um, yeah, the new pop stuff anymore. I've, I've sort of haven't listened to it in ages. 
is rock music still popular in Australia? Because it's sort of second tier in the States. It's it's pop and then it's hip hop and modern rock. But is, is rock popular in Australia? Or on the people that I hang out with, yeah. I don't think <laughs> be like because of all the pages that I like on Facebook, it is only just that. Um, I only see the heavy metal pages, this and that. So that's all I'm seeing, like, every single day. Um, but from what I can see, I'm going to say yes. Um, we absolutely love rock here. But I would still say that probably the pop stuff and anything on, you know, on the radios, it's all pop pop rock. So I'm going to definitely probably be the preferred between everyone in the whole entire world, like all of Australia. That's all I got for you today, Mizzy. I want to thank you for taking the time to appear on the Rock is George podcast. <laughs> You're awesome. Thank you so much. I wish you the best of luck with your current EP, which is called Action, and it's on all streaming platforms. Everybody can check it out. And I wish you luck on putting your new full album together, and I look forward to listening to it. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you once it's done, so then you can have that as well. Sounds great. And I want to thank Mizzy Max for taking the time to appear on the Rock is George podcast. I also want to thank Black Ruse Entertainment for making it possible. Be sure to check out Hit and Miz's new EP, Action, on all major music platforms. Check them out at their website, hitandmiz.com. They're also on Facebook and every other social media like every other band. This has been the Rock is George podcast, episode 12. You've been great. I've been George Dion. I'll see you again soon.